Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. TDN Fantasy. The TDN Fantasy, the TDN Podcast. Fantasy Podcast. With your host, Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. Welcome into the TDN Fantasy Podcast. Paige Demakos, Jake Arians, and Jamie Eisner. And today's podcast is brought to you by our lovely new sponsor, My Bookie. Yeah, as you guys know, every Friday we go through every single NFL game, lines, give our projections, our locks of the week. And, you know, for the second straight week, we're very happy to have MyBookie.ag. Uh, obviously, football season's now in full swing. And uh, I got a chance to really use their interface and use their website the last week or so. And I'll tell you this, their free play is legit. A lot of websites I've tried, they say, oh, okay, we're going to give you or we'll match your offer right away. But you have to jump through all of these hoops in order to either get your winnings if you win with those bets or you have to put in hundreds and hundreds of dollars before they even give you anything. That's not the case here. $45 is the minimum. So if you want to put in 40 bucks, 45, 50, 60 bucks on an NFL Sunday, you can get it. They will match your first offer with the promo code draft network. So again, use promo code draft network at my bookie AG. Uh, it's really exciting. And I used my free play last week and it wasn't even on the NFL. I, I put my own money on the teaser I gave you guys last week, but on the NHL, I love betting hockey overs, hockey games. They have inter, they have international sports. They have pretty much everything that you could bet on. My bookie AG promo code draft network helps us out, helps you out. And again, don't match what you put in. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely and you, and you can win. You win actual money with that. You, they're basically doubling your whatever you put in, minimum of forty five bucks, and you can actually use that to win some money. So why not? Yeah, you got two more World Series games to get in on potentially. Uh, if the Nats sweep, you can you can get in on anything, right? It's it's October is the best month of sports because everything is going on. The NBA is back. We got NHL action. So be sure to take advantage of that again. Use code Draft Network when you sign up. All right, guys, let's get into the MyBookie lines here as we go through the games. First game we're going to start off with here is the Broncos at Colts. I want to bring this up before we get through the line. So all these games, there is only one road favorite. Every single home, and it's by by a significant margin. A lot of these games are big lines as well for these home favorites. The only the only team that's going on the road this week that's a favorite is Green Bay. Yeah, the night night game at at Kansas City. So we'll get into the first one. Seahawks are favorite Atlanta. Oh, that, that one. one. That was the, that was the second one. I forgot. It's Ooh, it's. I off. was going to say, holy mother! Let's let's, let's change this <laughs> projection real quick. I got a lock before we even get started. Yeah, that's the lock that in before it gets started. That that's currently off the board right now because we're still waiting on Matt Ryan. But yeah, we will gotcha. talk about okay. that game. Uh, Broncos at Colts minus six. Colts a six point favorite at home, coming off a very good victory against the Houston Texans in the division. Jake, what do you see happening in this one? I got the Colts twenty eight twenty. I got them covering that. Uh, they're better. I mean, their defense is really solid. Darius Leonard's back. They're better when he is back. He's a superstar. I mean. They're, they, for three years, I keep harping on this, their front seven stingy. The Broncos are not going to be able to run it that well. I don't think either back has a big week. They're going to have to throw it to keep up. The Broncos' defense has been lackluster and a huge disappointment. This team has been a disappointment overall. Uh, the Colts at home are tough. I, I think they cover that. I think they win by a touchdown or more. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I was going to say I'm benching Philip Lindsay this week because they're the, he's. I have I have a really uh, I have a couple of good other options. I know a lot of people probably don't have my bench. Uh, I'm dominating in Barron's league, and I think my bench might be better than some of other other people's teams. But 
this is a this is a tough matchup for him, and it's been it's been up and down with Philip Lindsay this year and this team. Yeah, I mean, look, the RB two territory this week is a disaster. Oh yeah, if you take a look at my rankings on the DraftNetwork.com, you can see that it's. There are a lot of those guys from Slim like Pickens. really like from twelve to twenty four ish, and I'm like, they're all the same back, yeah, and they're all just kind of like meh. Uh, I have Lindsay as my RB nineteen. I don't feel great about it, but this is one of the cases where maybe if you have somebody like a Chase Edmonds on your bench, for example, or you picked up Ty Johnson, where okay, I have both those guys that were ranked right ahead of him, so you can say okay, I'm going to start those two players this week, but. Odds are you're probably starting Philip Lindsay this week. Uh, I would not start Royce Freeman. He's outside my top 35 running backs. Cortland Sutton's a low-end wide receiver, too, this week. I'm not buying into the huge Deshaun Hamilton hype right now. I don't think his role changes much with Sanders gone. They're, they play completely different roles in that offense, and I don't expect there to be much of an uptick in his production, especially on the road against the Colts. Got to love them this week. I think they cover. Uh, Jacoby Brissett's an awesome fill-in QB. I think he's my QB 12 this week, so he's somebody that – Let's say you're like me. I'm a Matt Ryan owner. I'm assuming he's going to play, but maybe he doesn't. Brissett is still available in a lot of leagues. He's somebody that can fill in. Uh, Want to see a bounce back week from Marlon Mack. Uh, I hope they can commit to the run this week, and they should be able to. He's in my top 20 running backs. T.Y. Hilton, you're playing every week. He's a high-end wide receiver, too. That, that's pretty much it for the fantasy aspects of this game. The Colts keep rolling in this one for both of you guys. All right, uh, moving on. New York Giants going on the road to play the Detroit Lions. The Lions are seven-point favorites at home in this one. Uh, Jake, what do you have happening here? I think it's close. I, mean, I originally wrote down 30-20 to 20 Lions. Um, their offense is legit. I mean, putting up 31 last week against Minnesota when nobody's done anything against Minnesota was impressive. Now, carry on Johnson out, Ty Johnson in. I don't know that that changes a whole lot. Uh, I mean, the Giants' defense went cover two and gave up a ton of the run, but were great against the pass last week. They've gone man, and they've given up a ton against the pass, and they've been okay against the runs. They just don't have the pieces on that defense to do both. Uh, I'll stick with it. I, I think the Lions cover. Yeah, this was a tough game, but I'm going to go the opposite way. I think the Giants cover the plus seven on their side. Uh, look, I, I – it won't change the Lions' strategy, but there is definitely a talent gap between Kerryon Johnson and the combination of Ty Johnson and J.D. McKissick. And I think that is enough to kind of keep this a one-score game here. Uh, I, I think Saquon Barkley should have a field day. I know the Lions aren't the easiest team to run against, but when you're dealing with a talent like Saquon, you're, I'm not that worried about it. Uh, I want to see a bigger game from Evan Ingram this week. Sterling Shepard's going to be out again, it looks like. I need to see the middle of the field just get dominated with Golden Tate and Evan Ingram. And I think that's the key to kind of maybe keeping this game close. I don't think they win this football game, but I think they can keep it close. On the Lions side, we talked a lot about it on Wednesday's show. Matthew Stafford is an awesome streaming option. I end up moving him to QB6 in my rankings update. I really want to play him if you have the opportunity. Uh, Ty Johnson, RB20, 1920. J.D. McKissick, RB27. I think they're both startable for you in fantasy, depending on what you need, particularly in a two-flex league. Hoping for another big game for Kenny Galladay. Last week was really disappointing considering how many points the Lions put up. They just dominated in the middle of the field with Danny Amendola. Marvin Jones had that four-touchdown game. Uh, uh, you're obviously starting Galladay, but you hope you're going to get that big performance from him. Marvin Jones, wide receiver 30. Maybe he's a flex play. I'm let's, Again, don't chase last week's four touchdowns. You're not going to get them this week. Uh, Hawkinson, whatever. Like I just get so many TJ Hawkinson questions. I know. He's tight end 16. He's nothing special. Go pick up Gerald Everett. Go pick up, uh, you know, if – I'm trying to look at the other options that they have there. Like, if Gerald Everett's still available, go pick him up. Um, you know, if 
to see where are the other tight ends. Like I would even, you know, if Delaney Walker's out, go pick up Jonu Smith. I mean, just there's just other options for you out there that are just like, meh. Yeah, I think the only Hawkinson hope here is that Carryon Johnson's hurt. Ty Johnson is a big gap in between, like you said, and maybe they just lean on Stafford and they throw it a little bit more. So I mean, maybe you have that to lean on. But I agree with you. I mean, it's not. It's a it's a flyer at best. Yeah, he's been a whole lot of meh, like we expected him to be for most of the season, and he had that one big game at the beginning of the year against the against the Cardinals, who have let every tight end destroy them for the most part, especially without Patrick Peterson. Uh, hasn't been the same guy. No, right? look, rookie tight ends take a while to to integrate into an offense. It's it's they're like two ever that didn't. And it was Evan Ingram and Rob Gronkowski, and and I like I love Hawkinson's talent and long term future in that offense, but. You're asking a lot for a rookie to have a major fantasy impact given all the things that he has to learn in his first season. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, we're going to talk about this game even though Matt Ryan is still questionable. Uh, more than likely, we talked about it on on Wednesday's show, is likely to play, right, um, in that game, but it is off the board as of right now. Seattle going to Atlanta. This is one of those two matchups where the road team is favorite by three and a half going on the road to play Atlanta. Obviously, we talked about Mohamed Sanu being out um, and now with New England, um, this team is it, it, just a bad football team, right? Matt Ryan bang, banged up. Uh, if he does go out or doesn't play, this could get real ugly. Uh, Jake, what do you see happening here? I mean, look, the Seahawks got dusted last week at home. They know they got to get one back. This is an NFC game. I, I know the, the Falcons are better at home, but they're just bad this year. The Seahawks coming in hungry, got to get one. I got a 31-23 Seahawks, so if it's 4-5-6, I still like them to cover. Regardless of what that line ends up being, I think they win by seven or eight or more. Yeah, this is my mybookie.ag lock of the week here. And I don't care if this line goes up to five or six, like Jake said. Uh, it won't. I mean, if Ryan plays, it's going to stay in this between three and four. If Matt Ryan doesn't play, I could see this going to six and a half, maybe even seven. At seven, you're like, meh, for a lock of the week because you're, so, you're worried about getting the push. But uh, I, love the, I love the Seahawks in this matchup. They're they're. They have all the motivation in the world. The Falcons are a terrible football team, and they are a terrible defense right now. There's no guarantee Matt Ryan starts and or finishes this game. Uh, I'm just – there's really – there's so much looking into this that I, I am surprised the Seahawks aren't even bigger favorites, even right now with Matt Ryan playing. This is a Falcons team that has lost a lot of games when fully healthy this year. Seahawks are a good team. Russell Wilson's my QB1 this week, number one overall quarterback. Love him this week. Chris Carson, top five running back. Tyler Lockett, top 10 wide receiver. He's at wide receiver seven. You know, uh, Metcalf, you kind of need him to catch a touchdown yeah. for him to be relevant. So he's outside my top 40 wide receivers. But if you're desperate or you need a, like a low-dollar play in DFS, you could put him in there. I have Matt Ryan as my QB7 right now, assuming he plays. I Again, I am somebody that is going to have to make this decision. Do I pick up another quarterback? Because do I trust Matt Ryan to play four quarters? If I get four quarters from Matt Ryan, we're getting a top 10 quarterback performance. But I just don't know if we're going to get that. If you again, if a guy like Matthew Stafford is available on waivers, he is high enough in my rankings this week that I say you take that chance. I might wait till Sunday before I decide if I'm going to pick up a Jacoby Brissett or a Gardner Minshew or a Matt Ryan or Kyler Murray. Uh, I if they're both playing, it's Matt Ryan. Like to yeah. me, my, my rankings right now have Stafford six, Ryan seven, Murray eight. Assuming okay. Ryan plays the full game this week, that's so. If you have both guys on your team already, then great. Then you you don't have to make this decision until Sunday, but. Odds are you probably don't. Um, Devontae Freeman, I, I ended up spitting him out at RB12, and I hate it. Like, I have no reason to believe he should be finishing in that territory, but maybe they run the ball a little bit more. This just says more about how this RB2 this week is a complete tire fire. 
we'll see. All these rankings will be adjusted for the Falcons if Ryan misses this game. Like Absolutely. they all have to be adjusted down. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Austin Hooper's my tight end too this week, though. He's he's the one that guy that's eating every single week. Yeah, in this offense. he's he, more so than Julio Jones, more so than anybody else on that team. He's been a this is the the year that we've gotten the consistent Austin Hooper uh, throughout this season. All right, the LA Chargers going on the road to play the Chicago Bears. The Bears are four point favorites at home to. One very bad football team, one bad football team as of right now. What's going to happen in this one, Jake? I got the Bears 24-21 kicking a Pinheiro last-second field goal at uh, home. I don't I don't like it at all. Uh, I can make a case for either one to win it or lose it. Both of these teams are playing terrible. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Bears at home and lean on that defense that hopefully Chicago can run it a little bit. This is the stay away of the weekend. Yeah. This game is a disaster. I, I, I So – I'm going to take the Bears minus four, and I absolutely hate it. Like, I don't want anything to do with this game at all. You have one team that's playing terrible. You have the biggest choke artists in the league in L.A. going on the road. I just – I hate I hate everything about this game. From a fantasy perspective, uh, I'm very surprised to see everybody saying bench Allen Robinson this week. I'm a little so, – I mean, this has been a – Not if you played him last week. Yeah. I like him a lot better this week than I did last week. He had a, he had a great game. Yeah, he's my wide receiver 20 going into the week. I don't, I don't really understand what that's about. He's, he's Well, here's the football analysis of why, Jamie. They moved him around last week. I was scared to death that, that Lattimore was going to cover him. And I talked to some people like, no, Lattimore's not going to go from both sides of the field on him. You know, Mike Evans when he did that, some other guys he did. They put him in the slot some, and that's success. They moved Allen Robinson around as their true number one. They wanted to get the ball to. That's the exact reason why you play him this week. They don't have anybody that can match up with him in, in – LA that's going to follow him all over the field. No, so I get I, I that's a, that's a weird narrative to me. He should be in your lineup and starting. David Montgomery is a mid to low level flex play. I do expect them to overcorrect and run the ball a lot 100%. more this week. Uh, but we'll see how effective they could be in that. On the Chargers side, Austin Eckler still a top twenty running back because he's going to be used in the passing game. Like they're going to, he's going to get his touches in half PPR and PPR formats. Uh, Melvin Gordon's outside my top twenty five running backs. I don't know. Like you're probably playing him in most leagues, but eh. Yeah, I don't like the matchup. I don't like the way he's looked so far. I don't like the way they're using him. There's there's a lot of questions there that uh, I'm surprised that at this point, even a couple weeks back, that we still don't have a clear idea of what Melvin Gordon is. Starting Keaton Allen every week, even in this matchup here, uh, I'm not playing Mike Williams and Hunter Henry's down to tight end six, but like you don't have a better option. No, he's <laughs> so it, yeah. It's unless you have Austin Hooper. If you have Hooper and, and then Henry, then you're going Hooper. But otherwise, you don't have a better option. You're playing Hunter Henry. Yeah, this game is, uh, I don't know, has has a lot of what could be very interesting one or the other, but Chargers never play well, really, that well, never. especially this. They don't play well anymore. They don't play well, and, and especially on the road. Uh, weather is going to be cold. It's going to be like 40 degrees, windy, so it could be, uh, I, I expect at least what I've been told, that they're going to run the football a lot. Uh, the Chargers are already dead. If the Bears lose, they're dead. Yeah, 100%. Period. 100%. That's exactly – that is exactly right. All right, Arizona going on the road to play New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans is a 10-point favorite in this game at home. Teddy touchdown going for 6-0 and without Drew Brees. This could be our last Teddy uh, game because they obviously have a bye week coming up, and then it's seeming like Drew Brees is trending towards that week after the bye week coming back. Jake, what do you have happening here? I got the Saints covered. I got 31-20. I feel pretty good about it. This is a really tough matchup against a really young team in the Cardinals. They're probably feeling themselves a little bit after three NFL wins. This is not a team that they've played yet, and this damn sure not one of the last three that they played. The Saints at home are a different beast. 
This defense is a different animal. They can rush four, which means they have seven guys in coverage, and those front four guys are getting home. Uh, you're not going to run it on them. They're number one against their. They're not number one against the run, but they're right up there. They that the best run defense because they have their back end is so good. Uh, I I don't expect big games uh, from anybody on the Cardinals. I mean, I, I think Mike Thomas is the question mark because if Patrick Peterson does follow him, you're the best case. You're looking at like six for seventy five, maybe. Patrick just doesn't give up more than that. Um, it'll be really interesting. I, I think the Saints get it done pretty handily. I think the Saints win, but I'm going to pick the Cardinals to cover. Uh, I'm of the mind now, whenever it gets to double digits against Arizona, that I'm going to take Arizona, just because of the way that offense runs the two-minute drill against prevent defenses late in games. And I think this is a scenario where I very much see the Saints getting up 14, 16 points late in this game and Kyler Murray having a drive with five minutes left to bring it within 10. Um, Man, we said in week one he was going to be the backdoor cover king, no. so I, 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 it scares me. I, I definitely thought about that. Yeah, I don't have any doubts that the Saints are going to win this game, but I, I do think the Cardinals can keep it close enough late because they do one of two things. They'll either let other teams back in the game late in the fourth quarter when they have the lead, or they'll just get they'll frantically get within like one score late in the game when, it, when it's already out of hand. So I, I think they could do that again here. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray's my QB8 this week. I don't love it. Uh, I think he's going to run – have to have to run around significantly more this week, which I think will, will raise his yeah, for sure. Uh, obviously, you have two QBs that would normally be ranked above him that are on by. So I mean, yeah. this he would be more like a low end QB one if everybody was playing this week. Uh, Trace Edmonds is my RB fifteen. He's not going to run the balls effectively, but I expect him to catch a ton of passes, and I don't expect David Johnson to play at all in this game. So he's going to get a lot of volume, even if it's inefficient volume against this good defense. Uh, Fitzgerald wide receiver twenty two. Again, you can't exploit the Saints in the slot. That, that's the one area of that defense that you continue to exploit. He's going to be in there. I don't know if Kirk's going to play or not. If he is, he's a flex play at best. I don't want any other Cardinals. Uh, Bridgewater's a decent option, too. He's my QB 11. Again, if you're in that Matt Ryan territory or you're looking for other pieces, I think he has a, he's a decent option there. If Kamara plays, which he didn't practice again on Thursday, it's looking iffy. Uh, I think he's a low-end RB1 if he plays. I still think he's going to have a limited role at some point if he does. Uh, if he doesn't, then Murray is a high-end RB2 again. He's in that class. You play Michael Thomas every week. I don't expect a monster game, but if he gets in the end zone once, he'll get enough to to be in the wide receiver one territory. Look at the tight end position. Cook, Jared Cook missed practice. Again, if it's him or Josh Hill, whoever starts that game at tight end is a top 10 tight end this week. 100%. You have to pay attention to that. It's been a big struggle for this Arizona Cardinals defense uh, throughout this season. All right, the London game, Cincinnati going on the road to play the L.A. Rams. The Rams are a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, they're technically the home team, uh, this one happening at Wembley Stadium in London. Jake, what do you have happening here? I got the Rams covered. I got 33-17. I think they could take the red eye and play the game on about four-hour sleep and win this one. <laughs> uh, their defense was different with Jalen Ramsey. He made a huge impact immediately, played 68% of the snaps, had a fumble, a caused fumble, had some – some pass breakups. He looked good. They could play man on at least half the field. With Tlaib hurt, they were playing man all the way across the field last last week and looked a lot better. Uh, their offense is going to get going. I don't care who's playing running back. They're going to be able to run it and play action off of that. Cincinnati's not rushing the passer very well. So I, I think they go and, and win this handily. Although I will say, weird stuff happens in London. It does, but... Uh, I'm just going to take the Rams to cover this as well. Uh, I, I can't think of one thing the Bengals do better than the Rams. The Bengals have been banged up at cornerback. Uh, there's just so many things that are just going wrong for them. So quickly on the Bengals side, because it doesn't matter. Joe Mixon's RB23 this week. You probably have better options, but like they're just there's a point where, I, I guess, if you throw him in there, I don't love him. 
Tyler Boyd, wide receiver 18. Uh, we'll see how they move from He should be away from Ramsey, so he should be okay. Uh, don't really like anybody else on the Bengals side. Rams, you got to play all of them this week. Goff's my QB5. Again, whatever your expectations are, you're going to get 85% of it. Just keep that in <laughs> mind. So whatever huge game you think he's getting, it's going to be 85% of what you expect because that's basically has been his MO all season. Uh, Gurley's a top 10 running back at the very bottom uh, if he plays, which I expect him to play. Malcolm Brown's out this week. Don't like Daryl Henderson. Cooper Cussman, wide receiver two. Robert Woods, wide receiver 15. Um, Brandon Cook's down to wide receiver 25. He's more of a flex play. He seems to be the guy that's more likely to be the odd man out this year in that Rams passing offense. Uh, Gerald Everett's tight end nine. I, I, I love everything about the Rams in this game. I wish this was in LA. I would feel so much more confident if it was in LA. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but I still think they cover this game. Yeah. Uh, it's just a bad football team in Cincinnati. They're also. Zach Taylor revenge game. Yeah, no. Uh, no, <laughs> he ought to be thanking his lucky stars. Revenge for what? Yeah, Zach. That, that handshake with Levay got him a job. Yeah, Zach Taylor, no game. Uh, uh, it's not. It's not going to be very pretty. I'm very excited about the matchup for the LA Rams defense uh, this week. All right, the New York Jets going on the road to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are six and a half point favorites at home. Sam Darnold was limited in practice on Thursday, but he'll be pl- he'll be fine. He'll be playing in this football game. Uh, Jake, what do you have happening here? I got the Jags covered. I can't figure out how they get closer than than six and a half. I got 27-17 Jags at home. They've been solid. They've been running it good. Minshew's making enough plays. They've been great, but he's been really solid as a rookie backup. Uh, Their defense is still solid. And look, Sam Darnold was limited because they took off a toenail. He ain't feeling good. That that is not going to be fun to play with. You know somebody's going to step on it eventually, Uh, even with the shot in the toe that he's probably going to take. So I I just don't think the Jets, even with – Darnold back, they, that they have enough to hang in there and cover this. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the line is probably a little high, but I'm still going to go with the Jags in this game. I expect a big game from Leonard Fournette. DJ Chark, again, the Jets' secondary is terrible. Uh, it's not Philadelphia terrible, but it's close. Uh, I expect big games from DJ Chark, who's my wide receiver 19, DD Westbrook, wide receiver 27. Uh, big game from Fournette. I, I, I think the Jaguars cover this game. On the Jets' side, the only Jets player I'm playing this week is Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I, I do think like Crowder and Anderson might have something, but they're outside my top 40. Uh, I'm really only playing Bell in that scenario. You know, Minshew's interesting. I put him at QB 17. I just don't think there's much upside there from fantasy point of view. Like, I think that you're going to have better options on your waiver wire and single quarterback leagues that he's even in this good matchup. I just don't think they're going to need him to throw a ton. No, in a two quarterback league, it's one thing, but there shouldn't be a league uh, with even with even in a sixteen team league where really where uh, Garner Minshew's starting here. All right, Tampa going on the road to play the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans are two and a half point favorites. Jamie, what do you have happening here? Uh, Tampa coming off a bye, going to play Tennessee. Uh, I have the Bucks covering and winning. Here's why. Here's why I don't get this line. Basically, says these two teams are even on a neutral field, and I don't agree. Uh, I think Tampa Bay has shown significant improvement in a lot of areas. I think this is an overreaction uh, to the London game. Uh, I also expect – I love good coaches that have extra time to prepare. Uh, and I think that's always an advantage that people don't give enough credit to. I know we talk about it a lot with Andy Reid and his crazy record post by. you got to give that credit to other top coaches in the league, and Bruce Arians is definitely one of them. Uh, I expect a much a much more polished offense this week than what we saw – uh, I still have questions about the Titans overall. I think that's the biggest thing to me. They're not going to be able to run the ball effectively against Tampa Bay. I still think Derrick Henry's a solid play because he, they're going to use him around the goal line. Like he could, this could be a classic 15 carry for 38 yards and two touchdown game yeah. for Derrick Henry, which is kind of what I think it might be. 
but he's not going to be very efficient when he runs. And if they're going to rely, again, I liked what I saw from Tannehill, but I don't want Tannehill throwing 40 times. If Tannehill throws 40 times, even against the secondary, that's bad news for the Titans. It's not the game they want to play. Uh, I think like I, you don't like any of the running backs in this game, but I still love Chris Godwin. He's my wide receiver six. Mike Evans, wide receiver 17 in this game. Uh, I, I think both on the other side, Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, they're both flex consideration guys. They're both inside my top 35, but not in my top 30. So they're kind of in that range. But I actually think this is going to be an exciting game to watch, a little bit of a clash of styles uh, between the two. But I'm going to lean toward the team that has shown that they can do a little bit more, well, a lot more on offense in the Titans, and they can stop the run. So I'm going to go with Tampa Bay in this game. I'll throw this out there for this one. Uh, I'm excited to see JPP back. Yes. I don't know how many snaps he's going to play. I doubt he's going to play in their base defense, but they're going to be in dime a decent amount. I guarantee he gets a sack coming back. And Shaq Barrett, who slowed down after the monster start because he's getting chips, double teams, backs over there. They, they're not going to be able to do that with JPP out there. And you're liable to see a really interesting defensive line with Shaq Barrett, Sue, JPP, all out there together with maybe Vita Vea, I mean, they might have their base defense and go with a five-man front. And that's then scary because they don't have to bring guys when Todd Bowles is normally doing that. It's going to be really interesting to see what they do with JPP coming back. It's going to be fun to watch. And, and Ryan Tannehill, the knock on him in Miami for so long was he holds onto the ball until the very last nanosecond and yes. then frantically throws it. Now, Mariota holds onto the ball forever and then takes a sack. So it's at least a little <laughs> better than that. Uh, but you're not, if you hold onto the ball forever against that, that pass rush in this game, it's going to be, it's going to be bad news for you. O.J. Howard sat out of practice on Thursday, Jamie. I saw a couple of the fantasy analysts uh, toying around with Cameron Braid and what you do and whether or not that's a fantasy play this week if O.J. Howard doesn't play. What are your thoughts from both of you on that one? Well, so as far as Cameron Braid goes, look, you're hoping for a touchdown. I mean, that's been the deal with Cameron Braid for two and a half years now. Of If he catches a touchdown, he's fantasy relevant. When he doesn't, he's not. Not somebody I'm rushing to pick up, whether O.J. Howard plays or doesn't play. Not somebody I'm going to start this week. Uh, you know, look, going forward, I think it, it's not a it's not a surprise to anybody that O.J. Howard could get traded. It's been talked about a lot uh, on Twitter and, and elsewhere. Uh, and if he does, it makes Cameron Bray interesting. It still doesn't make him a top 10 or top 12 tight end weekly for me, at least not the way he's been using this offense. Jake? Yeah, I mean, the only thing with Bray is you know he's got chemistry with Jameis in the red zone. He's shown that for three seasons now. And Jameis trusts him down there. He knows he can throw it up to him. Uh, they've dialed some stuff up for him, had a touchdown in London. It's, he's pretty much touchdown dependent, but if you're hurting that bad at tight end, he's probably not a bad option if OJ doesn't play. All right, Philadelphia going on the road to play the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo is a two-point favorite in this game. Uh, as Jamie alluded to, when it's three points, that means on a neutral field, these teams are even. I find this line very interesting. We challenged Buffalo last week, and they failed that challenge, uh, Jamie's challenge specifically, to show us that they're a true contender in the AFC. Philadelphia got embarrassed on Sunday night football um, and needs to prove that they are a team that can even even make the, the you know the playoffs at this point, Jake, because it doesn't look like they are going to be winning that division. What do you expect from from these two teams? Obviously, Buffalo won that game, but it wasn't very convincingly, and obviously, uh, Philadelphia just got embarrassed. I think the Bills are frauds, and I think the Eagles need to get healthy. And the worst thing that you could have happen if you're a Bills fan or if you're the Bills is the Eagles get embarrassed the week before they play you with a coach that's now won the Super Bowl, with players on that team that have won the Super Bowl, with some good veteran leadership. I think they show up. I don't think – I think they not only cover, I think they win. I got the, the Eagles 27-23. The, the Bills are going to have to throw it on a really bad secondary because there's no way the Eagles are going to be this bad against the run as they were Monday night two weeks in a row. 
I don't know that Josh Allen can do it. So I, I don't love the, the Eagles offense, but I think they get enough to, I think they have enough to get it done. Yeah, I actually, I've gone back and forth on this a couple of times, but I, I'm with you on this. I think the Eagles win in cover. Uh, I just, we talked about this a lot on Wednesday. If the Bills had a top 12 quarterback, they win this game because the Eagles are, the Eagles stop the run really well and they're going to force you to beat them over the top, which any competent quarterback or any above average quarterback should be able to do against that secondary. I'm not sure Josh Allen's going to be the one to do that. I'm, he's going to take some deep shots, but even when he does, he's been incredibly inaccurate when he does. Uh, I actually like the Eagles in this game to win. Um, I, I don't like either. Like I'm, if, Of the fantasy side of things, I'm probably starting Allen over Wentz if I had them both on my team. Allen's my QB9, Wentz's my QB14. But uh, from everybody else on, on Philly, I don't really love, to be honest with you. I think this is going to be just a, a solid game for them as a team, but not so much fantasy-wise. I mean, Jordan Howard's my RB34, Sanders RB43. I have Alshon Jeffrey outside my top 30 wide receivers. Um, you know, Ertz is down at tight end seven. Like, I, this is not going to be a great fantasy game for a lot of players. Uh, I think on the other side, John Brown is a low-level flex play if you want to throw him out there. Uh, but that's really about it. Like, I, I think it's actually going to be a very low-scoring game, and I think this is not going to be an exciting game for fantasy owners. All right, Carolina going on the road to play the San Francisco, the undefeated San Francisco 49ers, obviously with their new addition. Saw him running in practice, looking real good. Uh, Five-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Uh, Carolina, Carolina, Kyle Allen, what is going to happen here, uh, Jake? Because I'm real interested to see if Carolina wins this football game and all this discussion around Cam Newton, all of a sudden this becomes very, very interesting. What do you have happening here? Yeah, I saw some guys this morning talking about that Kyle Allen has been okay, but they're not winning because of him. And if Cam comes back healthy, that Cam has this super big upside he led the NFL in uncatchable passes while he was out there in weeks one and two. Kyle Allen has been tremendously better than Cam Newton was last year or the first two games this year. This one is tough. I mean, this, I think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, I'm going to have to lean towards the Niners at home, but not to cover five and a half. I got him 27-24. I don't like it. I don't like it. I'd stay away from this one on the gambling side. Yeah, I would as well. This, is my, this might actually be the best football game of the weekend. Not fantasy-wise, but football-wise. I'm going to lean to the 49ers to cover, but I don't like it. The line's high. Like, that scares me. I could very much see this being a three- or four-point game. But I'm going to lean to the 49ers here. I want to see how they use Emmanuel Sanders. He's my wide receiver 21 this week. Uh, you know, Tevin Coleman is of the two backs is the one I want at running back 21. But with Breida at 29, he is in flex consideration. Kittle's my number one tight end this week. Uh, I'm not worried. I've seen some concern out there that, that Sanders is going to eat into Kittle's production. I don't think so. I know both can play in the middle of the field, but – uh, they don't have enough. No, I don't. I don't think they don't have enough weapons there. Like you know, who's who's production is going to eat into Kendrick Bourne, Debo Samuel, Dante Pettis, if you can call any of that production. So I will say, I think Kyle Allen has his first ton- turnover as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Yes, I expect. I expect. And, and and maybe maybe his first pick and his first fumble because I think San Francisco will get home with those six guys in those front four rushing, but. Guys, yeah, I think it's going to be a really good game. Yeah, McCaffrey's my number one player this week. I think he's going to eat because I'm, I think they're going to have concerns on the outside. Probably not starting DJ Moore this week, not starting Curtis Samuel. Olsen only if you're desperate. Like, this is actually going to be – this is going to be a Christian McCaffrey game. If, if, if they are going to win, if the Panthers are going to go in and win this game, Christian McCaffrey's going to have a monster performance because I, I just cannot see them 
beating this team through the air. I really don't. I really want to see this game. I'm super interested in for a lot of reasons, but mostly because I've, I'm still not fully convinced of San Francisco. Like I need to see Like if they go out and beat this team easily, right at home, um, I will be more on the bandwagon. It's just, I, I'm not convinced of Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think that's my biggest. That's a great point, Paige. If you go back and look at San Francisco's schedule. They haven't beaten anybody, really. No, they, I mean, it's not been, because the Bucks should have beat them in week one. That's exactly right. I, I, the score didn't look like that. But if you watch that game, the Bucks beat themselves. And they're two and four. I, I, I mean, they beat the Bengals like that. I know they're undefeated, and I know San Francisco fans want to like would. And I've said it on Twitter and gotten eaten alive. But Jimmy Garoppolo has done nothing to convince me that he's a legitimate quarterback in this league this year. He just hasn't. And part of that is I've looked and I've gone. They don't have a lot of weapons. Okay, you got Emmanuel Sanders. Show me something. Show me you can win the football game because I've seen Nick Bosa and your defense win your football games, but I haven't seen very much from Jimmy G. So I would love Huge to- key to this one is Joe Staley coming back too. Yeah. It's a- if, he, if he does, yeah. then I don't mean there's no – they don't know, but, I mean, that's against that pass rush from Carolina. Joe Staley coming back would be a huge help for them. I just want – I want from San Francisco, right, you have the Seattle Seahawks and the L.A. Rams in your division. Show me that you are better well, than that well, I mean, they, team. W- they went into L.A. and beat them. Yes, By two scores. Sure, so, I mean, sure. you got to give them a little credit for that one game. I mean, I mean, it's only one game against a really yes. good team, but that's – And blew the doors off a talented Cleveland team who hasn't won anything, but they're talented. But they kicked the crap out of them on Monday night in primetime. So, I mean, they – there's a little bit there, but like this is a better team. This one four straight. This is a, we'll see. And coming off a bye too. This is this is a better football team. Carolina's healthy. Exactly. I mean, this this. Better, I, mean, I don't like those. I don't like those lines if you're a Niners fan. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, I think it's going to be really. I think it's going to be a really really good football game, and we're going to learn a lot from this game. Uh, Cleveland going on the road to play New England. What we forecasted, not we. What. They, I'm going to say, they, the people of uh, the the other NFL uh, analysts, forecasted as a potential AFC championship game uh, in the future. Ha ha! Thirteen and a half point favorites at New, <laughs> wow. Dog at New really? England. Thirteen and a half. Uh, I don't care. The Cle- Cleveland's coming off a bye. Uh, doesn't matter. You heard Bill Belichick. At the at just quintessential Bill, right? Gets interviewed about about the Cleveland Browns and says, "Well, they got to practice on Monday, so they are ahead of us." That's it's I, okay. This is I don't even think it's going to be a game. Uh, Jake, what do you think is going to happen here? I think the Browns cover that. I mean, I, I teased it the other day, saying, "Don't be surprised if they beat them." I, I was saying that because the Patriots haven't played anybody, and this is the first team that's capable of beating them. I don't think they will. And Baker might throw three picks, but even if he throws three picks, I think they cover 13 and a half. I mean, Cleveland's defense is legit. Miles Garrett is going to get after Tom Brady. Their left tackle is their backup left tackle. is not playing great. You're not going to run it tremendously on Cleveland. I, I think they cover this pretty easy, but I don't think they win. So this is this was interesting. I got twenty four seventeen. By the way, that's my yeah. my pick. This is an interesting one because everything is in the Browns' favor here, in the sense that they had an extra week time. Patriots played on Monday. Like, there's all these things that are happening. But I still don't care. Like, <laughs> and here's look. I'm not betting in this game because the line is too high for logic. But I'm still going to take the Patriots to cover because the Browns have been terrible for almost all season. And remember, I said about coaches on by. Remember the adjective I used. I said good coaches coming off by. That's not what's happening here in Cleveland. With all due respect to Freddie Kitchen, it's the goat coming off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. 
Yeah, the other this way might be one of the biggest coaching disparities in the NFL this year. And I think that matters when we start talking about this. Even with all the things that are going in the Browns' favor, um, I'm still going to lean the Patriots here. But I need to see the Patriots put up some points on offense. I do actually – we still – there are a lot of questions about this Patriots offense right now. I have no questions about their defense, the fantasy MVP Patriots defense special team. Yeah. But right now I need to see what this offense does. You know, how was Snoo used early? Again, they're going to have to ease him in. I think people are expecting these massive productions right away from these wide receivers moving around. You're not going to get that. Dude. You're going to get – I think he gets seven or eight targets, though. He's smart enough to pick this yes. up pretty quick. And don't be surprised if he throws a touchdown in this one, in his first game. Or it's like a, 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 a bubble screen to Edelman who throws it across the field to Snoo who throws it back to Edelman. Who throws it to Tom Brady. I'm throwing that out there because it is a legit possibility to see some crap like that. In Just game. don't throw it to Tom Brady because we know he can't catch it in big moments. So, oh, my. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, from a fantasy perspective here, uh, you obviously – you're playing Chubb RB4. I still think he's going to have a big performance here. You know, OBJ, uh, you're, again, you're playing him, but I don't expect a monster game. I haven't ranked him. Look, look what OBG, OBJ said. Every time I talk to Belichick, he's like, hey, have fun in pregame because you ain't doing nothing yeah. today. That was out of OBJ's mouth the other day. Like, and I'm pretty sure that's the game. Uh, yes. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, yeah, I mean, Michelle I mean, and White are both startables as, as mid to low end RB2s. Uh, it is what it is. Like, Dorsett's an interesting flyer play because I still think he's going to have a role in this offense regardless of Sanu being there because he did even when Josh Gordon was there. So, But I'm going to take the Patriots still. I, I, until until he cover. actually challenges them, I, I'm going to take them. You're going to take them to yeah. cover? You want me to tell you why I'm going to take them to cover? Because I watched the uh, Tom Brady press conference on Thursday in which somebody brought up the statistic that we mentioned earlier that the top, that Tom Brady in the offense doesn't even need to be on the field for them to be 3-3-1, three, three, and one. okay? To which Tom Brady did not answer. He just smirked. I am terrified yeah. for what it – like, this is the MVP Tom Brady offensive performance that we – he's going to – where he he has a post-game press conference, right, where all of us are rolling our eyes because he goes, nobody believes in us and we're still here. And I'm sitting here going, I knew this was going to happen because he does this crap every single year. And I saw that and I went, oh, that's not good news for the Browns. Don't give Tom Brady – well, I agree with you, and if that scared me in the past, I could see Brady not finishing this game. Oh, man. We'll put on the Redskins tape of Tom Brady folding like a cheap tent when they broke the line of scrimmage, and they put a ton of pressure on him in that game. Yes, they lit him up. The score was the score. Go watch the tape. Okay. This Cleveland defensive line, Olivier Vernon, Miles Garrett, they can get after him. He's going to get hit. Now, most of the time, he knows he's going to get hit. He falls yeah. down, which I'm all for self-preservation when you're Tom Brady. Go do it. It's not going to be an easy game. They're going to. I think this game's good. The reason I got them to cover is I think it's going to be a really quick game. Meaning they're both going to run it a ton. The clock's going to keep running. I don't think it's going to be a lot of possessions unless Baker throws three picks. I don't think they cover. That's that's the other thing here is I think Tom Brady in that offense is going to be given very good field position and would not be surprised if Baker has three picks and two fumbles in this game. I mean that's 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 this defense. I would not be surprised we see that. Hopefully it's a good game. Hopefully it's entertaining. Uh, I'm just not holding my breath on that one. Uh, Oakland at Houston. Uh, Houston is a seven-point favorite at home in this one. Um, listen. Before before we get into that, uh, yeah. so for people that are knowing, because the schedules we're recording on Thursday, so there is some breaking news for me and Rappaport. Drew Brees tells reporters he's ready and plans to play this week. Oh, boy. Well, we all know it's up to him, but Sean Payton needs to sit him down. I, well. 
Well, if you're Drew Brees, like, you're the ultimate team guy, right? You're rah-rah. And why would you do this? Because he doesn't like that Teddy touchdowns 5-0 and with his football team. Absolutely, because he's Peyton Manning. Yeah, absolutely. It's not what's best for your team No, right it's now. not what's best for your team. But we, at the end of the day, competitors are competitors. And he may be cheering for his team on the sideline. But I have, the, I have a really good inclination that Drew Brees is not liking all the, oh, Teddy touchdowns 5-0, and blah, blah, blah. I'm sure he doesn't like that a lot. Because, you know, no, I, I like know the, the writing is on the wall for, okay, they give – Sean Payton a big extension, and when is Drew Brees going to be giving up the reins? And it's going to be it's going to be Teddy's turn. Yeah, I have a feeling you don't like that too much. So that's really interesting, Jamie. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because uh, that ten point line uh, that we talked about earlier. I wonder if it will switch around at all due to the fact that Drew Brees is going to uh, insert himself into this football game no matter what. Uh, okay, Oakland at Houston. Houston a seven point favorite. At home, coming Ooh. coming off a bad loss, uh, they they went into Indianapolis. They lose that football game. It was close by the score, but if you watch the game, it wasn't really all that close. Uh, and mostly a divisional loss. We talked about challenging them a little bit and challenging that Deshaun Watson show us the MVP version of yourself. Didn't happen, right? So now they're at home. They're playing a okay football team, but uh, what what's going to happen here, Jake? I mean, the Raiders are better than okay, but their secondary is banged up, and they just traded away their best player to, on defense to the Texans, or their best secondary piece, their only piece left. I think Deshaun Watson eats. I think they, their offense has a big day. I think they bounce back. I think Oakland's – their MO is run it, play action. Carr has a high completion percentage day, and they want to hang in there, but I don't know that their defense can keep up with that offensive game plan. I've got it dead on the line. I've got the Texans 30-23. to because I think Oakland will be able to move it and run it some – but I don't know that they're going to be able to do a ton. Yeah, I think the Texans cover here. I just don't think the Raiders can stop anybody on defense right now the way they're playing. Uh, and I, I expect a, I expect, and I want a big game from Deshaun Watson here. Again, we talked about last week, if you want to be the MVP, you're at home against a bad defense, go put up MVP-type numbers. I think he will. He's my QB2 this week just behind Russell Wilson. In fact, a big game from him. Hopkins is my wide receiver one. I think Kenny Stills is inside my top 30 wide receivers. Carlos Hyde, RB25, like there's enough pieces there. I actually really like Josh Jacobs this week too on the Raiders side of things. He's my RB13. Uh, they're still not using him as much in the passing game as I would like and as fantasy owners would like, but I still think he'll be a big part of this offense. Uh, Darren Waller's obviously in every every single week start at this point, so I don't want to hear any more Darren Waller questions unless you have yeah. him in like Travis Kelsey. Uh, actually, technically, I would start Waller over Kelsey this week. I was going to say, even if you have Travis Kelsey this I'd week. I'd start Waller over Kelsey this week. Kelsey's my tight end four. Uh, if Tyrell Williams plays – He's a flex play. I don't know if he's going to or not, but they have no weapons on this team, and they look to him in the red zone. But even at best, he is not a top 30 wide receiver. So just something to keep in mind. All right. The second road favorite of the weekend is the Green Bay Packers. Uh, listen, this when, you, when I looked at the Sunday night football schedule, I looked at this game and I went, oh, man, this is going to be fun. Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, we are not getting that matchup. Patrick Mahomes will not be playing in this football game. Uh, and the Green not so fast, according to Sheffy this morning. There's still a chance he's going to play. They are morons if they play him. That I agree 100%, but he's like, they're not playing games. I'm being told that there's a real chance it was week to week, and then he's still I, – I saw him out there handing it off, and he was limping in practice, the, the clip that they showed. But, like, he's saying there's still I a chance. It, None of us think he should or that he will, but Sheffy's saying there's I think Andy Reid's playing mind games so that they have to sit around and pretend like they got a – I agree with that. But, but we'll see, right? I mean – 
The, the dude is a competitor. I could see him wanting to play in this game. If I was Andy Reid, I would sit his ass down and tell him there is no way. I don't care, right? This, we don't need you to play in this football game, right? Like they, this division is theirs. Like they don't have anybody in this division that's going to compete with them. Uh, that being said, Green Bay is a four-point favorite going on the road to play Kansas City, going to be an awesome environment with or without Mahomes because Kansas City Arrowhead, as Jake and I have discussed at nauseum, is one of the best places to watch a football game. It's going to be loud. They're going to be packed in there. It's going to be a lot of fun. And Aaron Rodgers is coming off a unbelievable Aaron Rodgers performance, and he's playing a bad defense. So, Jake, what do you have happening here? I got the Packers covering 31-26. I think Kansas City hangs in there. I'm not really sure why, because it's not a good matchup for their them offensively. They're going to want to run it more than they have, which you could do on the Packers, but I don't think they're going to have a ton of success doing it. They don't run it that well. Um, and Matt Moore's going to make some plays. They've got some weapons. I think they'll hit them once or twice. I think the Packers run it really well, and I think Rodgers doesn't have to do a ton, but it might be one of those 22 for 26 for 290 and four touchdown games. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to lean to the Packers here. Uh, I don't think Mahomes is playing. Uh, I know Matt Moore's competent, but I- I've heard this narrative all week that Matt Moore's one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league, and, and that's not. A- no, you know, he's not because he wasn't in the in the league last but year. He, he but even if be. he is, let's take that at face value, which he's not. But let's say he is. Okay, how many starting NFL quarterbacks right now would you take over Matt Moore? And what I mean by that is sometimes we overrate this narrative of, well, he's a good backup. Okay, well, where does he rank among the starters? Because if the Kansas City Chiefs were playing the 30th best starting quarterback in the NFL, people would look at that more negatively than playing the fifth best backup, even though that's incorrect. There's a talent difference between the two. He's not even the backup on a team. Henny's the backup. He's just not eligible to play until next week. I I think Aaron Rodgers can go on the road and put up enough offense against this defense that doesn't stop anybody to get the job done. The thing that keeps Kansas City afloat is that they have the best quarterback in football in an elite passing game because their defense has been terrible and they haven't haven't run the ball this year. Now you take away their biggest asset and there are a lot of other weaknesses on this team that are going to be exposed by not having your biggest asset on the field. Uh, I I love Baron Rodgers. He's my QB3 this week. Aaron Jones is my RB6. Jamal Williams, RB24. I think he's startable in a lot of leagues. If Devontae Adams plays, he's a top five receiver. I don't know if he's going to play. I kind of don't think he will, but... Keep an eye out him. You know, NVS is a flex play. Jimmy Graham, a top eight tight end. I love all, all the Packers this week. Chief side of things, like if you have to start a running back, it's McCoy, but he's RB30 for me. Like I just – they're not using them very much. Uh, Tyreek Hill is a wide receiver too. Again, he always has a chance to pop one. He did like, he did during that game with Matt Moore. That's always a possibility, but his upside is still limited without Mahomes there. Kelsey's down at tight end four. You're, you're starting Kelsey, but – uh, you know, it is what it is, but I, I think the Packers can, can can cover this on the road. I really do. How about Geronimo Allison? Where do you have him rated this week? Uh, he's not in my top 50. Okay. Like, he's just not a big enough part in this offense. Yeah, hasn't shown. Uh, with or without that, Adams. Yeah, with or without Adams. All right, Jake, uh, we've reached the end of the podcast here. Any parting thoughts on today's pod? Yeah, it's very interesting that there's only two road favorites this week. Uh, I mean, that's starting to tell you, and I, I leaned a lot on that last week with, okay, close game, go with the home team. That's kind of bit us all year. I think there's going to be a couple road upsets. So it'll be really interesting to see who they yeah, are. That's my, that's my big takeaway here is I think I look at this and I, I, I sat down and it was only one when I saw it because I didn't see the Seattle Atlanta line. And I looked at it and I go, 
there's going to be at least two upsets here, right? That's that two of these road teams are going to go in and, and and potentially win for sure. Cover these spreads, Jamie. Uh, your parting thoughts on today's pod? Uh, well, this is not a lock of the week, but I, I like to kind of do this. I have another three team teaser for you all. Ooh, love if it. Just, if you're just interested, again, mybookie.ag. Want to throw one in there? Uh, I have so I did a seven point teaser. So I have Seahawks plus three and a half okay. on the road against Atlanta. I have the Rams minus six and a half in London against Cincy. And the Steelers minus seven at home against Miami on Monday Night Football. Ooh, Ooh I like that. Team teaser I like that. For those of you that are interested in playing such. Three team teaser. Plus 120 odds on that. Plus 120 odds that you can check out on mybookie.ag. Make sure you use the promo code Draft Network so you can get some free plays, as Jamie talked about, on the top of this podcast. Uh, Jake, how can everybody follow you on social media? Jake B. Arians on Twitter. Jake Arians Jamie? on Instagram. Jamie Eisner on Twitter. And you guys can follow me at the underscore sports page with an I on both Twitter and Instagram. You can follow this show at TDN Fantasy underscore on Twitter, at TDN Fantasy on Instagram. And be sure to check out our rankings ahead of starting your lineups on Sunday mornings, thedraftnetwork.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.